already in process. He was dead. When Christ went to him and said, Lazarus, come forth, Lazarus didn't contemplate whether or not he wanted to be awakened. He didn't deliberate. He wasn't checking in with his free will to see if he wanted to be alive. And yet, this is what Christ was demonstrating and trying to get us to understand about our salvation. In John, I'm sorry, in Romans 10 verse 17, the apostle Paul tells us, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Well, let me let me say it to you the way it is really is really written in Greek. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the command of God. The term word there is command. Faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the command. God speaks to the stony heart. Another example, Ezekiel chapter 37. God tells Ezekiel to go speak to these dry bones. Imagine you are the prophet Ezekiel. There's this valley of dry bones, dead, dead bodies everywhere. God tells him to speak to these dry bones. And when he did, life came to those dry bones and they stood up on their feet. Christians, all of this is intended to show you, is intended to show that your salvation, your salvation is 100% all of grace, 100% all of God. The ability to even repent has to be given to you. Even repentance is a gift. Read Acts 11, 18, 2 Timothy 2, 25. Go look at it. Even repentance is a gift. So there is no part of the salvation where you are anything more than a passive recipient. Now you'll say, well, I have to decide or come to Christ. But let me explain what happens. As I said, man has a heart of stone. Sinful men have stony hearts. God, through the agency of the death of Christ, and the work of the Holy Spirit since Christ left has come to man and had to perform a spiritual, a spiritual surgery. Surgery. He puts man on his back to make him finally look up. And God removes that heart of stone. He removes that heart of stone. I'm going to tell you where the will comes in. 
Not while you have that stony heart. God removes, the great physician has to remove the heart of stone. And when he does so, he replaces it with a heart of flesh. And when you receive that heart of flesh, the heart of flesh, that is the heart that chooses faith and that chooses life, that chooses Christ. Every single person that the Lord Jesus Christ died for will be saved. Every single one. <clears throat> Not one will be lost. Not one. This puts a lot of pressure on some believers. But the problem that so many people have is they're still focusing on the law. They're still focusing on, I need to do this. I need to do that. What you need to do is rest in Christ. What you need to do is to put your faith in him and trust and believe that he will keep you because you cannot keep yourself but no matter how much law keeping you think you're going to do, no matter how good you think you are. Keeping a tally of how many sins you did, you committed less than you did yesterday is no difference. It's like if, if you and I, if you, if me and one of you were standing, or all of us were standing on the edge, standing near the Grand, the Grand Canyon and we all started running as fast as we can to try to jump to one from one side of the Grand Canyon to the other, some of us are going to jump out there pretty far. But guess how many of us are going to survive and make it to the other side? None. None. That's what law keeping is. Am I saying the law is bad? No, it is not. The law is good and perfect and holy. The weakness of the law is in the weakness in our flesh. But the law is good in that it exposes and reveals to us our sin. But it was intended to do that. It was intended to do one thing, to reveal sin. The law of God is a mirror. It provides a reflection. Like one person here says, Pops, it is a tutor. It is to provide instruction. That is correct. Thanks, Pops. The law of God is a mirror held up in front of the sinner to reveal his filth. To reveal his wickedness. When you go into the bathroom and you look into the mirror, it tells you what you need to do. You got sleep in your eyes. You got all the kind of stuff. It tells you you are a sinner. But you don't go rub your face on the mirror thinking that the mirror will make you clean. 
No. It reveals to you the problem and you go figure out how you remedy that problem. The law is the mirror. It doesn't clean you up. It just reveals to you your filth. Filth. It reveals to us our sin. But it in and of itself, in, it in and of itself cannot bring healing to our soul. Only thing, the only thing that the law can do is to further add condemnation to us. And every time the condemnation and self-condemnation weighs us down, what do we do? We look to Christ. We look to Calvary. We look to the cross. The law cannot help you. It can only point you the way. That is it. And I don't know why so many Christians wrestle with this. This salvation, it is hard. It's all Christianity is a hard life. But when you think about it, it's really easy, but we don't like handouts. We live in a country where we look down on people who are in need. And we tell them, get your, pull up your bootstraps and, you know, go make it. You can all make a million 